0: All right. Welcome to <laughs> the Mystical Artist. We are back. Um we may have to pause depending on the babysitter. Grandma, yeah. Grandma's here. Grandma
1: is here. She's walking Isaiah outside. So. Um, There may be a chance we have to go down and help her bring him in. I mean,
0: nobody really needs to know that because we could just pause it and come back on. Yeah, just It's a little window into our lives. (laughs) My mom is here with him.
1: Yeah, he's doing great.
0: Um, Yeah, we had a big parenting moment because the other week he actually, for the first time in his life, he went out with his other grandparents to the park. Yeah. That was the first time he had never been with us.
1: I know, for six hours. And he was fine. He was fine. He didn't you're cry like, once.
0: You're like super, as a parent, I'm like, oh, I'm super proud of my independence. And then as a Scorpio, I'm like, well, wh- why aren't you like obsessed with me? How how could you do that to <laughs> me? How could you betray me and hang out with your grandparents at the park?
1: I know. I know. And not call out to us once.
0: Yeah, then I'm like sad. I'm sad as a parent. Like he doesn't need us anymore.
1: Yeah. Well that was like how last night I was I was manifesting that I'm a now a quote mom bee, which is just a mom that's way overtired but will stay up very late for her own free time. And it was like ten o'clock and Isaiah was just wide awake. Um And he went to bed eventually. And then 30 (laughs) minutes later, I was like, oh, I miss him. (laughs) I want to see him.
0: Yeah, but I think your uh, Instagram algorithm is starting to create this reality. Because it's these unnecessary jokes about, oh, my kid not going to bed. I need mommy time.
1: Or daddy puts the kids to bed and he's like jumping on the bed with them. Well,
0: that's true. (laughs) But... I'm just saying that paradigm right is pretty amateur. That's definitely there's some reality, but I think the jokes are creating something not good.
1: <gasps> yeah. I think
0: you should ban it finally. Okay, but after... I Okay,
1: Rem, I'm all I'm saying is the jokes they're they're harmless and there's a really dark algorithm that I'm not a part of where it's mothers resenting the fathers because the kids want to be around the mom all the time. And there's like I've because I remember the Red Scare girls were talking hold, about this hold, one hold, Instagram. Hold,
0: hold, hold on. If jokes are harmless, why are people running on stage trying to murder comedians?
1: Okay, that's but that's some weird dark uh I don't wanna say timeline, but there's something going on. I don't agree with that. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that person has lost their mind
0: <laughs> okay so back to I have uh, not back to the Instagram okay, so, the bad memes. so there's and you're this- also but just I hate, hate to keep interrupting but you're really messing with my algorithm because you're sending me these parenting videos, <laughs> now I'm getting parenting videos. Okay, but you sent a year me the and a best half, message. I, I but anyhow, what were you saying?
1: Okay, no, no, no. But when I send you that, you're like, you're actually ruining my end-of-the-world alg- algorithm is turning into parenting algorithm on Instagram. Yeah, but I hate it. And I was like, the, I'm like, helping you. The
0: flustered narrative. I am fine with end-of-the-world scrolling. It's enjoyable to me.
1: Right. Okay. Okay, but anyway, so there's this... There's this woman that creates cartoons and then she'll vent about her husband. Uh, it's like, you know, the the husband takes the kids for the weekend and, and he's all flustered when he comes back. And, and she's like, now you know what it feels like. So I'm like, what is this weird marital dynamic that a ton of women are commenting and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's what my husband does too." I'm like, "Dude, this is like grounds for <laughs> like just this what? attitude alone, it doesn't feel very loving." It's what <laughs> it's you you so brought weird. up
0: you brought up a few podcasts ago, and I think it was from reading that book Feminism Without Progress or whatever against or progress, Against Progress. Yeah. Do you know who wrote that?
1: Mary Harrington.
0: Um but Do this you? notion <laughs> no i didn't read it but this notion i'll let you read it then give me a summary i already read it yeah like anna karenina oh you yeah you can go through the 800 i'm halfway through 800 pages and i just need a little synopsis it's all
1: my loose ends list to finish that but yeah
0: um but uh this notion it's a society um that we've that's been created to pit men and women against each other. Right. And that certainly is clearly coming into a marriage dynamic.
1: Right. Well, and also I think the marriage dynamic where women are alone and and the the family is alone because it's not as common that you do have this like village of, of you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles, like all living under the same roof or in – The same town, Um, and you know, sometimes you don't want that that either. You know,
0: but it's a lie.
1: I know it's a lie. We've
0: we've met some people around here who that is actually the case, but it's pretty rare. But it's also newer in society that um, children grow up in isolated families. Yeah, it's only been for a few hundred years, right? But it is what it is. It is what it is. are Are like, what are we
1: gonna do? But that's where you have. Uh, The mother and father, you know, going at each other and feeling frustrated. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that that's because the narrative that was playing out. I don't know.
0: I think. (laughs) I think it's rooted in systemic oppression of, um, of systems. It's the systemic oppression of systems.
1: Well, it's the cis heteronormative. white couple that blah 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 you know what i mean you always have to identify the the dynamic by race gender well sexuality
0: yeah that's a pretty new phenomenon that's a pretty new thought current and indoctrination like that fucking ridiculous article you sent me uh on substack yeah um that she was trying to shit all over mom fluencers. Yes. But also, why did our neighbor send that to you? I don't know. Like the opening titles, like Pretty right, <laughs> White Women in Pretty White Houses.
1: I felt personally attacked. We as have a, a, pretty, as a pretty white woman living in a pretty white house. <laughs> I was like, um, what? I, I think that. You know, I think it's really funny because it is totally layered for going to this article. And it's a woman that wrote, she's a a proclaimed feminist writing about um, being motherhood in America. And her angle is looking at these accounts where you have the woman in the nap dress and she's Wait, blonde what is a nap dress um it's basically one of those like sweet flowy dresses that make women look like they're women. from an era or <laughs> i guess men can wear that nap Wait, dress. i'm looking this up yeah well it's just sort of like it's kind of like a barefoot and pregnant type of dress like it could be a house dress it could be something that you wear out in the field to do a photo shoot with your baby on your back um you know it it it's basically just like the dress of your maternal dreams that's what a nap dress is
0: okay but when I look up nap dress there's a a million different – it's just a dress. looks like a dress. It's a normal like dress, influ- yeah. It looks like a but Laura – But for some
1: reason, it's become the momfluencer dress. looks and, like
0: something Laura Ashley would have pumped out in the 80s or 90s or
1: whatever. Yeah, so it's probably something like that. Actually, the, the nap dress cut does not look good on me. I've been looking for an Edwardian um, – I want something that looks like Pride and Prejudice, um, one of those kind of drapey dresses. Um, but anyway, that's cinches at the looks,
0: This just looks like the, um, the whole, like, early millennial librarian, hipster, yeah. frumpy aesthetic. Yeah. It's kind of homely, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so the whole idea, the whole criticism of the momfluencer um, from the point of view of this writer is that you have this market. Women are capitalizing on the experience— of motherhood which is innately what this woman argues is that it's it's a, it's vulnerable it's private it's something that um in in a way should embody some sort of authenticity but she sees that a lot of these women are staging scenes um, and a lot of these women uh, scenes of of like a happy childhood and being a good mother and her whole thing and her angle is you look at these these sponsor, this, this sponsored content where if you have millions of followers target will pay you $10,000 to do to post one of their products.
0: Okay, I don't think those stats are correct. I don't because know because I read that article, and she's trying to say you'll get twenty five hundred bucks for like making like a an post and you have twenty thousand Instagram posts. I know. Polls. I know. I've never been. That's how many, basically, how many followers I what have. What do we have to do if I wasn't shadow banned? <laughs> like, if I could get what twenty five hundred do bucks Remington? a post, I post 10, ten a month.
1: I know. Well, we be can be like baby, baby bomb. Go. Yeah. Like, I'm all about this. I think, and the idea is her whole. Philosophy.
0: But I'm saying those stats just seem completely okay, they seem incorrect.
1: Off. But she also looks at it from the perspective of a, a majority of these women um, that companies are reaching out to are white women with blonde hair, blue eyed. They're skinny. They're in heteronormative relationships and they're not posting anti-racist content. You can't like even very just very upset about it.
0: Yeah, if you can't even just uh inherently be uh <laughs> not like racist, you like have everyone to Everyone like, has to be a social justice you to, warrior? You have to hate. Hate. That's like yeah. but that's my whole thing a few episodes ago with these like, you know, virtue signals um like end hate. Hate has no place here. How about this is a place of love? Yeah. Create love. What happened to pray for peace. What happened to the bumper stickers that say world peace? Now it's just like, I support total annihilation of a world leader (laughs) at the sacrifice in the hands. It's not funny. Right. At the hands of people just totally being obliterated, murdered, killed, children being killed. Now we're going to have generations of trauma bound bullshit. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I know. Like the fucking Dallas Cowboys or something. Um, That article was mostly excruciating. But, Really, my my core. Uh, first of all, she's shitting all over women that are monetizing motherhood. Like so, and I do realize we're a little bit shitting all over this article, <laughs> but we're not even mentioning it but uh, it just brings out a lot of interesting points that tie into teachings in the aquarian age to me but like what is what this mindset because first she tries to set it all up that it's like the antebellum south like <laughs> right. right everybody now is just inherently a slave owner like that this is like yeah. her weird perspective by the way the writer is white and every single <laughs> with like with blonde hair
1: blue eyes yeah every single <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Every single person that liked the article um, is white. In the, the majority, pr- yeah. At least their pictures. Yeah. And I'm also really bummed because I didn't know Substack also had this world of, like, just lib- maniacal living <laughs> And they're, like, a weird agenda. But it's not even an agenda. She has no... It, it just had no point of view, in, right. in my opinion. But uh, she's, like, really grasping at straws. And... I think that like what is what is the world she wants like i I hate when people try to shit on capitalism because someone learned how to monetize themselves right i think that's such a beautiful thing
1: well but let's go a little deeper she is a capitalist with all with her book which is a monetization of criticizing momfluencers that monetize motherhood
0: well there's that too but whenever like what is the programming to be like Oh, capitalism. Like, what does she want? Does the authority, do we have to go back to what a corporation, like if we go back to the 90s or early 2000s when people were watching TV and commercials, right, Right. even though there's tons of YouTube commercials and there's advertising and marketing everywhere, what does she want? Or does she not want capitalism? Would she prefer that the, the government, the state came in and said, no, this is the job you have to do to provide for the state because we provide for you. Like, what are yeah. these morons thinking? Like, I know. Okay, so Donald Trump, <laughs> you want do- Donald Trump becomes president again, and you want him and his administration to tell you what you have to do right. to, like, do, for your keep to be a part of the system. Yeah. It's fucking full mental illness. I know. And also, what else does she want? Oh, my God. Like, I think it's so cool that some women just d- were doing their things, showing it off, and it grew enough. They are obviously resonating with something enough for for it to grow. And if they monetize it, I think that's great. Like, is this woman pushing like, oh, these poor women, now they're making enough money to be at home with their kids. Like, they didn't have to abort their children to go into an office to have their career. <laughs> just like that episode of, um, and, and just like that, which we have right. to keep shitting on because it's been the most popular Well, that's why people point. come
1: back to listening to these episodes. <laughs> and
0: that woman, that character who like, oh my God, she's going to have a... In her like, 50s she- or something. She's thing. like pregnant, like really old too. No, there's no village because everyone's having kids at age fifty now, yeah. and everybody's dead. <laughs> um, but now it's like her career is finally taking off. She's gonna have a <laughs> she's gonna have a ten part series on PBS, something worthy killing your child over. <laughs> and I'm saying this from a from a pro choice point of view. But when you really think about it, you're like, whoa, what are the a, a ten-part series of PBS. Yeah, you know that the that that sh-
1: no one's gonna watch because the the market's completely oversaturated. Nobody, wa- the
0: pretentious boring station. Yeah. Nobody's gonna watch the show. It'll be a forced algorithm, and they'll lie about the numbers. And it was like so, that show is like so excruciating. <laughs> I <know>. But. um <sighs> It's sad, like, when you actually think about it, because I was close. The whole reason I moved to L.A. was because of this movie about overly educated parking lot attendants that PBS had I was aired. just going to say, PBS, there you go. And she got, like, 50K. Yeah. Is that worth it? Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. worth, yeah. like, is that your career? 50K? Um. Yeah, it's, it's a weird society, but I feel like that's implied in what this woman is saying. Like, oh, my God. I think it's amazing. If you're a mom and you're creating something and people enjoy partaking of it and you're monetizing it, fucking good for you. Because now you can monetize and you're with your your child. Yeah, you get
1: to spend more. And you you kind of answer the, the big child care question of like, where do the kids go? Do I have to work an office job and then pay my salary so that my child can go to daycare so that I can uphold this career yeah. standing? I
0: should have aborted these children so I could work in an office for the patriarchy. Because yeah. let's face it, every company <laughs> is started by a man minus yeah. the minority of women-owned companies. And you might have a female boss, but you're fucking literally working for the man with a dick
1: well and let's like let's shift perspectives and look at the importance of motherhood and it's like what hari jivan said at the 120th day um you know this the 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 soul entering the body could be the next buddha could be a great adept could be somebody carrying with them cures for diseases that could change the face of humanity and yet why aren't we revering children in that way? Or the mother where what if what, the mother is making money so that she can spend more time raising the next Buddha? <laughs> like, what are we even talking about well, at this point? Because
0: this poor writer is really influenced by a narrative and she has no perspective. But my fundamental problem is that she is saying... That the work that she's it's this still this tie in it's so un that it's so, uh, quote, oppressive patriarchy in the notion of forget about gender, let's take gender, but that people are, are so lost that they have to tune into something outside of themselves, and you're doing that on social media and making parenting decisions, right? And perhaps people do that, but hell no. There was like a, a mostly infuriating article. It, what well,
1: I, another thing, cause I went a little deeper into this woman cause she has a sub stack as well. And she writes about this. She writes about, she criticizes a lot of, uh, m- mom, fluencer accounts that are, you know, there's like the trad mom who is, is happily trad? married, traditional. So she's like, I hate that word. I know she's happily married to her husband. She's cleaning the house. She's doing she's doing the dishes and she's doing it with a smile. And that being of service to your children and your husband and your marriage and and Christ or something because there there is like a Christian element to some of these quote trad moms that is going to bring you the happiness that that uh, women have been looking for. And this woman, the what writer. What if that did? What if what that if did? I know. And and I think I think in a way what I cuz her bigger I think her bigger picture is like why aren't these women using their platforms to call out companies you know that are uh, abusing marginalized communities to create these products that now they're pushing on their pages. Oh, or
0: you mean like uh, Nestle and uh, formula in. India and babies dying, things like that. Things this like w- that.
1: So this, but i saying, and then she's like, why aren't, why are these women promoting these concepts that you can look inward and change yourself from within and become prosperous? But like, what about, what about these women using their platform to ask for universal health care? And I'm like, well, that's total bullshit because someone like Hillary Clinton that wrote Uh, It takes a village has been in office and in power for 40-something years. Nothing has changed It's literally the pendulum has swung both ways and universal health care and paid leave for families does not exist in America
0: Yeah, so I think what's cool about these these quote Instagrams and you're an idiot if you're like making your whole life decisions on like an exterior force like that's the new commercial but right. this woman harkens to the day when a big corporation like Glad or um, <laughs> whatever fucking to- Mattel, right? She wants Mattel to be the influencer to say, no, these are the toys. These are the kids. But also, I think it's very Aquarian that if you the, – the, the Aquarian kundalini, the yogic teaching is if you just share authentically something that you love – people will want to participate in that. And some people share it well and probably have a deeper love. So these sort of lifestyle accounts of, yeah, like homesteading was hot too. The last two years, oh, homesteading was yeah. a big deal. Like, look at me, I'm like homesteading. Um, I'm not gonna call people out now, but you I know, know they live. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know you live in a suburban neighborhood, and you plant in garden and right. your camera and angles. You have like three chickens, <laughs> if that. But um, you know, but I think people are actually getting more drawn to something quote traditional looks appealing. That is like whoa, back to nature. It's interesting how what was the original kind of back to nature hippie movement where people have been smart enough, some level of back to nature, and are able to monetize it. But I feel like this writer, like, she wants the. She literally wants the patriarchy to yeah. tell you what to do. She really wants Mattel commercials to influence the decisions made. She wants <laughs> Glad and Tide to tell you you need sprinkled nuggets or whatever it is because we started watching commercials again.
1: Right, because we're still watching the bear and We've, we're giving it.
0: Uh, you are giving it. I'm just a passive, docile, idiot going along with your ride here, Gina. Well, yeah. Um, now I have a crush <laughs> on the chef.
1: <laughs> and uh, On Young Remington.
0: <laughs> but it's weird. Every commercial is for some sort of synthetic scent. I know. Now is that like an algorithm? Does Hulu pick an algorithm and be like, these guys smell bad? <laughs> They're using like natural soaps.
1: I think it, it, the marketing or the advertising is picking out what people's greatest fears are, which is like smelling bad and being a walking aversion to other people.
0: Um, well, it is a weird push though. Why? It's Aversion. like, you can, Not. <laughs> you can add now to your laundry little pellets that add more scent. I can't. I can't, I literally can't even walk through the regular, um, like laundry soap aisle. I'll either start sneezing. I get a little lightheaded and, uh, the stuff is just totally deadening all your sensitivity. Yeah, And your awareness. Talk about a, a killer of psychic ability.
1: Well, but look here, I mean, and then going into that account, she talks a lot about like this whole idea that there's the, the setup of, you know, the picture perfect wooden toys and the all natural cotton and, and the non-toxic cleaners. And I'm like, why are we criticizing something that is where we have the power to try to mitigate the amount of toxicity that comes into the home because the outside world is super toxic well, so then, why are we criticizing families that want to make an effort because to do
0: that? having a clean non-toxic home is extreme right wing uh it's like privilege or something yeah it's uh it's not it's not only racist but it's not not fighting racism it's insane these people have been like a literal thought pattern and But she's not – I don't think she's a good writer because she doesn't back her point of view up very well. Yeah. Um, she
1: kind of just lays it out, but you're not really sure but where she's she literally stands.
0: going back to the antebellum South and how <laughs> – and then even then, the women were actually oppressed. And, I mean, we can point out – every single person alive can create and point out, and you can – all of you listening can really point out to every little area where you're oppressed. And you're not going to you're not going to move the needle. You're not going to move the ball forward. And you're just going to create that resentment. You know, I wrote in my book to bring it back to my book is everything. Um, And this podcast should go back to that. you know that sort of uh, that envy that you have when you see somebody. People like these accounts because they see something they're drawn to. Maybe they cringe. I do cringe. Follow some stuff, but um, and I cringe read that article because I wanted to pot about it. And I, w- but even though I'm contradicting myself because I'm shitting all over it, but um, it's like if you see something, don't don't view it as competition just see oh that i would actually like i resonate why are you resonating with that you yeah. know yeah um i mean i feel like on some level we're a low-key we're a we're a lifestyle we're very alternative we have a child we live in the country now yeah you think you pulled out two weeds you think you're a homesteader
1: yeah i like, have i, I d- have a weeding outfit
0: <laughs> yeah but People you probably don't, you think don't
1: appreciate my weed pile, which people. has been <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> decomposing it, well, outside. Well,
0: I want to burn it. I'm letting it dry up because <gasps> I want to start fire. fire I'm soon.
1: doing that for you. I'm giving you that pyro. Thank
0: you for being of service to my masculinity.
1: <laughs> did it clip to one ear? No, it's just the thing. Oh, okay. It's just that. It's, um, um, you're welcome. So but wait,
0: but I do want to clarify for the record. When I keep talking about two weeds... When you got the weeding outfit, originally you had Gina literally pulled up two
1: weeds.
0: But <laughs> you please own He's up to that. It was wrong. two, but it
1: okay. But then but I I'm had not exaggerating. I, it, it was, was two it was weeds. two weeds, and that was last year with my new weeding outfit. So technically speaking, you're right. But that now happened it's probably once. hundreds of weeds. Now it's it's hundreds of weeds. A hundreds or it's hundreds. It's hundreds. I think it's hundreds. Okay, it's hundreds. hundreds. Okay, <laughs> but um, I would have done more, but the mosquitoes are completely out of control right now, so you know I can't be outside. I don't want my gorgeous baby having mosquito yeah. bites all over. No, his but that beautiful perfect face
0: for real. It's, <laughs> it has it. I'm not. We're not exaggerating. Minus a couple of days, it's maybe five days. It's rained every. Single day this summer, yeah. Which we also had catastrophic floods. Yes, which we did raise some money for.
1: We did. So thank
0: you everybody for that. Vermont is still, still sorting through it too. So, but the the inconvenient little side effect is the mosquitoes because the ground is just a sponge. (laughs) I know. It's like next
1: level. I know, but it's easy to weed. So like if you can find the time. But so going back to your book i feel like and which going prosperity to prosperity practices
0: or numerology a beginner's guide to the spiritual meaning of numbers
1: both because now numerology <laughs> okay. the number nine is the subtle body which if you are listening get rid of all of the things that smell uh all of your detergents and the cleaners that are like messing with your with your brilliance and mastery of the subtle realms which is nine in your numerology book but what i wanted to say was the uh, media cleanse you have this media cleanse practice and I think that the the answer to all of this because there's it's the age of the internet so there's niche subcultures in any avenue you want to look which I
0: think is awesome which
1: is really cool but you also have the power and the will I think to tune it out mute it unfollow you don't have to engage in this content and you don't have to criticize people that are inspired by it because i follow accounts like she mentions ballerina farm i think that woman is very impressive i don't resonate with her aesthetically um i mean so i like her stove which i guess is like thirty thousand dollars because she mentions that this woman has a thirty thousand dollar stove awesome good and for she has her seven kids but i think But Kim
0: Kardashian's totally fine. But she's fine. Like, that's cool.
1: Yeah. And she's, you know, she has surrogates and I'm just more interested in the
0: brainwashing programming coming behind this writer. But continue.
1: But I think, you know, for me, I follow her and I'm like, oh, this is just like, I like her photography. I'm also super aware that the medium of Instagram and the things, the people that do well on Instagram are attractive. They take beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, well framed photographs. That is what makes people gain followers. Is this right? they have content that people envy, they admire, they're inspired by, they think is creative. So it's like, why, why attack the mother when you should be attacking Target? That's you know, that's making these toxic products, or you should be attacking the medium of Instagram. But it's like. I also respect. She has the right to have these opinions and the right to write about it, and I fully respect that. I don't. Full stop. Um, <laughs> I think that she
0: she has to get off Instagram and she has to go to TikTok because TikTok is the land of unbeautiful people. <laughs> it is like um, it is like what I'd imagine. The, like, darkest freak (laughs) shows of, like... That's your algorithm. Like an (laughs) an 1890 freak show, like a circus freak show. Right. Because the creepiest um, accounts just pop up. But go on... She has to go on TikTok. Because TikTok, it's not even... Oh, I went Do you think that's coming through? A
1: little bit. Let's let
0: everyone hear it. That's the train. Because we have railroad tracks that cross our property. (laughs) Which...
1: Sounds it, like it's coming through the house. <laughs> we,
0: no, nah, it's not that loud. Nah. We we've embraced it. It's actually pretty cool because it doesn't even come that much, and yeah. it's short. Um, but this one will be the longest one. I want, want to space. move out of this this <laughs> yeah, let's article, get out of this. I, but there's too much time on that. But I I'm more interested because it brought up a lot of teachings, in my opinion, and I, and like I said earlier, it's like this is a really wonderful time in history to monetize yourself to create something and get it out there and not people that have some quote influence or influencers there's so much lame generic basic stuff like especially in the world of like life coaching and wellness and it's like please just put me to sleep i don't consume it um but you know, I just, I thought that was such a profound teaching when I did a a teacher's training, just in the concept of teaching a set and a meditation you like. And it was, or what are you going to teach for your class? And it was like, well, teach a set you love, teach a meditation you love. And then because worst case scenario, at least one person's going to get something out of it. And (laughs) it's you.
1: Yeah, I love that. But
0: I I think we should come back to this, whether you're trying to monetize it Um, look at, you know, everyone listening, like look at the things that you partake of that you really enjoy. And I think a lot of times you could realize you just enjoy that person's enjoyment or experience, right? Like I wrote in the book, like start fall in love with the life you have, and you'll start living a life you love. Um, And then that changes the frequency and all these other things show up. But I there's some also figuring out like what do you love and it doesn't have to come down to oh here's the thing you love to do the most and now let's monetize it but people want to be a part of sincere journeys yeah it's like i was watching those youtube videos of a guy who loves cigarettes <laughs> oh my god and he was just like a smooth talker he was a little effeminate I, and he looked poor and uh i don't smoke cigarettes and i don't (laughs) encourage smoking cigarettes but i was fascinated by how i'd watch these videos based on him sharing his joy for cigarettes right and he would review cigarettes and i thought that was powerful because it felt really sincere right and he's a he's a death peddler
1: well yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i you know going back to doing what you love i think even in the creative process when you're when you're in the container of making something before it goes out I, i mean i've experienced this with what i'm working on for the the mother project now this is the mother episode but um i i noticed that for me the answer of who is this for is it's for me like i I love the way this sounds. I love, I love the people that are contributing. I, I want to hear their perspectives. And um, going back to like doing what you, what you love. I think that that energy comes through when you're not concerned about, well, how is this going to be? How can I commodify this? Like in the in the process of creation, or like who's going to really like this? How can I get on? Conan O'Brien with this I think Conan O'Brien
0: <laughs> what, what year are you living in <laughs> Conan how can I get on um, who was the first guy Rosie
1: O'Donnell
0: no uh, Johnny Carson how can I get on Johnny, I get Carson? Johnny Carson show
1: with I got I get... a new idea I got a
0: great product and I get to get on Johnny Carson
1: how can I get on the Phil Montgomery show is it Phil Montgomery Oh,
0: I don't even no, uh, no what's Phil the, Donahue Phil
1: Donahue <laughs> who's Phil Montgomery I don't know um anyway but he was a racist for sure (laughs) but anyway i'm just thinking like going back to what you're saying and just as in in the creative process i think it's really important to do things for you that resonate with you because once you start to look outside of yourself and the outside world and say who is this for you know if it's not even for you Like for me, I'm like, well, I enjoy listening to it so that it's like going back to the teaching. Well, I love this teaching, so I'm having an experience of it. And then hopefully that trickles out and ripples out and people also like it. But
0: yeah, and that's where like, (laughs) I mean, you know, I think there's another good teaching, though, is the uh, prosperity. This is not really per se in my book. Maybe I'll do book two. um, This is a yogic teaching. Like be a specialist.
1: Oh, I like that. Right?
0: So uh, that's where – that's something – that's very monetized. You can – that's monetizable. Is that that Mm -hmm. a word? Yeah. Um, But I like this notion. I guess in a way it's in my book as far as doing everything with excellence, but – what what are you a specialist in? It's like we met that guy and he wants to be an influencer and he overheard us talking because I was like twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> for twenty thousand followers, like no way. And um, he's like, "What are you guys content creators?" Oh my god! Really I didn't a sweet know um, how guy.
1: cringe the term content creator is until, until someone you asks you if it. you are. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, and he wants to do that. But if you want to, if so you want to be a content creator, though. The point, it's not even about him. It, that was just a funny interaction. He was a sweet guy. Uh, and his kids were very sweet. But um, what what do you specialize? Because I want to follow the journey of someone who's also a specialist. And you often do that with things that you like. It's like, I mean, wasn't it a great joy to watch Saddam Hussein? He loved being a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> and it just was great TV. Yeah. Great wartime TV. Um, but I think that guy... Like, he's got to figure out <laughs> what does he genuinely specialized, in. And sometimes it may be the love of things you can watch. I don't know. Like, there's so much out there that you can just find stuff that's interesting. And I literally wasted probably a good hour of my life if I combined in all these little cigarette smoking videos. But I, I was, I just was fascinated by his passion. So I was analyzing it through that.
1: Right. Through that. Um, Did he have a lot of views? Uh
0: I feel like a couple of videos I don't recall but I I want to say like some videos got like maybe 20,000 views or so. I think smoking is in decline. Right. Um so but I don't know. That's a it's a significant teaching, but I I got to think more in terms of being a, a specialist.
1: Well, and I think in, you know, going into like YouTube realm and just being a specialist of what you do and sharing your experience and your knowledge is that it gives people, it empowers people to also buy a ton of different tobacco blend or let's bring or, it to something healthier like, no, uh, like home improvement like home improvement it empowers people to be like hey i built this shelf because i looked up multiple youtube videos or i excavated my front yard because i rented this excavator machine that looks awesome <laughs> yeah but it's I, I think the, real, the
0: reality is a lot of that uh youtubing like i'm gonna make like i've seen it like especially with halloween makeup where you're gonna do some elaborate like
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: the uh day of the dead the oh mexican grand skull and all of this and it, it never really comes out or like making a cake that looks like you know that whole there's a whole algorithm of cakes that look like real objects. Like it yeah. look like a shoe or a...
1: Those freak me out. I used to follow an account that did that. But I'd like I to I, see those yeah.
0: cakes close up, but also you know they taste like crap. What happened to cakes that taste awesome?
1: Yeah, I don't know. But, okay, all I'm saying is that even though there's too many people that are dressing up like Day of the Dead characters um, with poorly done makeup there's always a filter on Instagram that you can add to basically give somebody the idea that you know what you're doing. Yeah, There's an enhancement factor. And that's the other thing going back to experiencing things From. on the internet or on, on these apps is that it's not, it's always going to be fabricated even if you're like, this is me and I just rolled out of bed and this is what it looks like and I've got bags under my eyes and pimples and, And I haven't slept in days and I'm locking myself in the bathroom because my kids are outside trying to get my attention, which I I read in this woman's article. Yeah, but um, but it's like, yeah, but that's still you're still framing it in a certain way that is there is an element of fabrication.
0: Um, And inauthenticity. It takes creating posts and social media in of itself is a whole job. Like people, people just don't know. And if you've spent like an hour working out of reels and looking at stuff and then you go and then somehow the sound doesn't work or like Instagram will like suggest some music. And I'm like, they decide
1: to punish you. Yeah, it'll be like, oh well, the
0: copyrights uh, of that music aren't allowed in certain areas. I'm like, well, why did you suggest this song that I actually like? and so, like, it because was you're talking
1: idea. about chemtrails. We want to ruin. Oh, we yeah. want to ruin this for you.
0: I know that that um, at least like the last um, reels I made for the podcast, I got like I don't know, maybe fifteen thousand views, and um, and then I I just I was tempted to delete chemtrails, but I'm pretty sure it's chemtrails which are real, like there's literally a website to like sign your plane up and that got, I think, 1300 views, you know, and a fair amount of comments. So, I mean, it's all rigged anyway, but the bottom line too is like, how much are you looking outside of yourself for, because you have no bearing on yourself? Like, this is where... This is gonna be the 2,000 years of emptiness and depression and longing to belong because people aren't tuning into their souls. Once you have caliber and bearing with your soul and a communication with your infinite self, it, it, that shit's not gonna—it's not gonna bother you, right? Right? I—I I like for fun on the podcast to shit talk and be like, "This bothers me," but you know, it really is like an outlet where I'm scene. Oh, this is there's teachings around that. At least that's how I hope. Sometimes I think it would be good just start the rant the fuck you Scorpio rant podcast.
1: <laughs> fuck you, fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> uh, all Scorpios listening would totally appreciate it. Um
0: Well, Scorpio is the soul. Scorpios when you confront a Scorpio, Scorpios are the music that mm, must be faced. Mm,
1: wow. That's But it's real. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Every Scorpio listening is like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why we're right (laughs) every time. We are the music. We are the inevitability. And we are the truth.
1: I like that. That's pretty cool. That could be a t-shirt for Scorpios.
0: All right. Yeah, I want to get into some merch, too. Yeah. Bumper stickers, things like that.
1: Should we shift gears?
0: Well, it's not fun if we just like shift gears.
1: No, I was going to cut that part out okay
0: <laughs> um but you know there's a lot of uh just crap like we live in a disingenuous world like so much of it like our fucking washing machine now oh. like it was that was our big splurge and our upgrade for the seven years of washer and dryer and now we've had it for two months and it's like not working
1: but that is also another teaching of the seven because for us it's this beautiful set where it's like this I creamy white color with by the look. oh i was i thought it by looked it. good i thought it looked good that was not my decision i was factor. totally seduced which was my seven uh working deficiently and because you know it's and now it's broken and i liked it because it made little fun bells and whistles and and a really long song at the end. I
0: liked it because it. See the reviews; it had all these good reviews, and it was the best ratio sale. If you're shopping sales, shop ratio, mm. right? You might think something, "Oh, this one's uh, cheap," but I'm like, "Oh, forty percent off of an expensive item is way better than twenty-five percent off of an inexpensive item." So I, I was going by ratio and logic.
1: Well, logically, no one should buy Samsung products. But I'm
0: saying all the reviews are fake. Like, reviews are fake. Everything is fake, you know? And then, um, and there's a lot of, like, fake... It's the age of the charlatan, for sure. Um, And there are definitely people in accounts, and I'm like, how is this so big? But I've also seen a new plague um, of big-looking accounts that are completely fake. I'm like... You have three hundred and fifty thousand followers but your reels get 180 views right so um that's becoming a thing again it, it's uh you know even like with spirituality the i do feel like the legalization uh marijuana another level of acceptance of drugs which you know i don't i i was really in support of i think all drugs should be legal just philosophically speaking but um like that's up to you if you are w- like want to alter your consciousness through those means but I get so many ads for ayahuasca where I've seen uh, accounts get shadow banned or I've seen posts get taken down for things literally oh meditating in the early morning hours are really helpful for you <laughs> I've seen that yeah go against community guidelines and I get tons of commercials on Instagram and YouTube for, uh, and YouTube is like, we only follow the guidelines of the World Health uh, organization. Uh, organiza- organization, so Who? anything. So if you, <laughs> you know, if you post, a, uh, say you decide to do, there's a, a bunch of yogic sets to help your adrenal glands. Well, I guarantee the World Health Organization's not going to agree with that. And then your yoga sets getting shut down. Meditating in the morning's helpful. Like, oh, that's medical diagnosis so that's shut down. But then I get all of this stuff for ayahuasca, and then to like take a drug, which is fine. You want to go take drugs? Chip your trip your balls off, your tits off, your face. I don't care. Whatever comes off, fucking trip it. Like, like I don't. Like, nobody cares, but. Um, as far as like deeper spiritual traditions, it, I it's the magical tradition teaches it is just, it's the illusion of a spiritual experience and also spiritual experience isn't about epiphanies and revelations, you know, it's sort of like, I feel like it's like the chat GPT of spirituality
1: right right it seems
0: clean right organized can write an email <laughs> yeah. you can have an epiphany maybe about yourself mm-hmm. um but it in the and end fast tracks yeah it, it creates the illusion of a fast track right but people misconstrued epiphanies as that's what a spiritual experience is and maybe there's something maybe there's a place perhaps you can you know uh reconcile some sort of trauma living in you in or whatever you know um, but to take it, it's the world of medicine, plant medicine beyond, um, just something that's going to make you high. And that's always my argument too, is like, you wouldn't be taking it if you didn't get high. Right. So you're really, you're not honoring plant medicine. Right. I mean, I know herbalists that do, yeah. but if everything in your context is about taking medicine, you're creating the reality that then you have a lot of sickness, Right. Once you say medicine, you're implying sickness. And there are times, and we do live in a sick world, you know. And I was taught, even in magic, a crazy, deep psychedelic experience. Perhaps that is helpful in the sense that, hey, it opened up if you're such a dullard, right? And you're so disconnected because you can access this in a much deeper way for real. But perhaps that experience awaken something where you're like, wait a minute, there's a deeper, I have a deeper infinite soul, you know? But once you like have to rely on that when you don't need to, I mean, that's, that's the deal.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes these, you know, I can see where, yeah, you can have a revelation that then motivates you to quit that job that you hate or, Freeze you of any fear to do the thing that you wanted to do. I could see where, like, I've met people where they're like, oh, I just did this. And now, like, and they're on this whole track of, like, finding the truth. And I know someone that, like, literally changed their entire life from one experience. But I also think that these things can be really deeply abused. And I think that it could be something where. you think you need it, but you don't.
0: Um, I'm not arguing for it. I'm saying you want to try it out. The thing is, you've never done it. You've I've never, never done even it. probably had shrooms or anything. I I once tried, tried
1: acid, but it didn't work. It was like it was. So I've only done. I've. I've done mushrooms twice, and that was the most – But you're
0: still rearranging. I'm so straighted. <laughs> it's still, to me, it's a terrestrial phenomenon because you're just rearranging patterning of your brain experience. Um, and whatever. I've done all of these things, right? Yeah. And, okay, uh, you know, no big deal. I'd rather – I have a lot more um, respect if someone's like, yeah, man, I'm going off, I'm just – going to a thing it's gonna be fun and I'm gonna trip like whatever I mean I don't want to make this a drug episode um, it's just I'd like to every once in a while remind people that the magical teaching is it's the illusion of an experience perhaps for some people again the dullest of us um, it may help say, whoa. But that's like what the, f- the fakers are in India, and, and even stage magic was that. It, it, you create an illusion that's like, wow. And then these old magicians, I really, like, they really, there is a dignity, right? And that illusion creates a wonder, and that's supposed to expand your consciousness.
1: Right, and I think going back but it's, to- But again,
0: it's a trick, and it's an illusion.
1: Right. Well, and it's like going back to not not being able to determine what is real and what is fake. And I think that like it makes complete sense that a drug, plant medicine like ayahuasca, um, is becoming so popular because we kind of are in this threshold of we're like straddling two realities. And a lot of people are like they're stuck in this misunderstanding of of what is real and what is fake they can't see it and i think that that's going to be another problem of the aquarian age and it's sort of like the dark side of it because basically with what's happening with technology is that people are going to be lost in different realms of real what is real and what is fake and i think that even having certain psychedelic experiences I i could see where it's like that notion of having like I've I always heard these stories of oh that person had a bad trip and they never they never got out of their bad trip and that was the scariest story I'd ever heard but I feel like a lot of people are having bad trips with or without plant medicine because we're not sure there's so many illusions in. Yeah, front look, of us. Look, man,
0: don't eat the brown ass. <laughs> you
1: know, all
0: right, um, we do. There's a lot of illusion, and there always has been. If you read old. Um, religious and spiritual text in almost all traditions always goes on about this sort of illusion of the the world that we live in the maya or um you know that's a a great example i mean it's just the movie the matrix that's the magus guard, right the magus guard would be technology it's mercury but the the magical teaching is the the magician is the master of illusion and so to the to the simple to the simpletons that's like oh they're making little tricks and little puffs and magic and look over here but i'm actually doing this what it really means is that um we live in this world with a lot of illusions and a lot of disconnect right original sin is like some disconnect and um or you're here and burning off karma, but we live in a world of illusions and we're able to be a master of that. We're able to rise above the illusions, right? And so we adapt and we're we're light on our consciousness and we move and it's mercurial. And uh, that's, the, that's the deeper teaching. But I do think that the heavy drug um, thing always comes with this, this sort of shadow side where we have... And I've noticed over the last few years where a lot of people have been turning to, like, more things, uh, some level of consciousness awakening. I feel like, oh, the stuff that I do that is now the stuff we do has grown because people are looking and longing for that. But it seems like there have always been times where then the drugs come in as a way to take that down, right? So it'd just be great if you could just pop a thing, you can Amazon Prime it, pop a thing, whatever it is, right? And um, I just think it, it's the counterbalance of it, but I also think it, it is sort of a, at some level a psyop. I mean, they literally have, like, mushroom-tripping psychedelic rooms at the World Economic Forum.
1: No. Yeah. Like, (laughs)
0: talk about a bad trip. (laughs) So if they're, like, you got to question anything they promote means you need to not do it immediately. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, literally, it's there. I mean, I was was looking at it.
1: That's so cringe, though.
0: I was also listening to, like, they're talking about transparency, right? Which was, like... That's very aquarian. At the World
1: Economic Forum they are.
0: Yeah, that Klaus Schwab guy. Oh yeah. Right. And um but now Dark it's Lord. like oh in the f- <laughs> in the future it's like everybody will be transparent. Like that's some utopian creep nightmare. And that's the other shadow side of the aquarian age, which is the water barrier Here's the truth. It's all out, right? Um Like, but now it's like, it can so be used. It's literally totalitarian big brother idea, just like a cashless society, which is just all of these agendas hate the poor for one thing, Mm -hmm. because most of the people that would agree with that, they've never been in the position to be, have credit so bad and have fucked up their bank accounts so bad that they're not even allowed to open a bank account. People don't realize that exists. And so these are people that then you rely on check cashing places, which take out huge percentages when you already you have a check for a few hundred dollars you know sixty dollars or something like that's everything yeah that's just like when i worked at air one for eleven dollars an hour and if i got a parking ticket that's my entire day yeah to the parking ticket meanwhile somebody else with their ferrari they got a parking ticket it's, it's not even a thing you know so there's a lot of there, not enough people have had the perspective of being really fucking broke where a couple dollars makes a huge difference. Yeah. So I know what that's like and I know what it's like to turn that around. But this notion of transparency is really creepy because that should be Aquarian. Like we should have a government that's transparent and like, look, we're operating. Here's what it is. We pay this here. This is where we blow and kill children up. And we just want to let you know. And we spent that and this is how we do it. And um, it, It's just weird how now it's just like, no, transparency is your lives. Is you're just, everyone's getting conditioned more and more to just accept it, right? And if I hear one asshole just be like, well, I don't do anything wrong, like that's insane. Because, first of all, what now there's a whole narrative oh, I want a homestead or I love natural products in my house um and that's like literally right-wing extremists there's an article i almost sent it to you but then i was like oh i don't want you spiraling out was um why the why the right wing hates seed oils and then there's a new york times uh,
1: rolling stone
0: there's well that's owned by like a cia guy rolling Stone. yeah so um it's just these narratives are spun. People fall for it because you have no, unfortunately, most of humanity doesn't have a bearing with their infinite soul. They're not grounded in that. They don't even access that even for like, maybe a couple minutes a month would be nice, yeah. right? So you're still, it's this fight of authority. And if whether you're getting it from Instagram, like this woman who's like, these people are looking at Instagram and making lifestyle decisions to use natural fabric, which is racist. Natural living is race. Like, that's her basic perspective as, like, just a dumpy white person. But, um, this the transparency thing really gets under my skin.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, and I even got
0: accused somebody was like, Well, you don't want people thinking you're a Luddite. I'm like, You don't get, you don't, the Aquarian age of, like, all of a sudden all of your privacy is given away, which is what's happening. Our phones are out on this table. And well, what uh, about
1: AirPods? You said that to me, right? About the, the brain waves, can contract brain waves.
0: According to this, uh, yeah, but if they're probably sharing that now, like everything you're, you, you know, you look at something, and it's responding to your emotional reactions.
1: Right. But that that's another thing uh, to get to a world of, of full transparency where you have. Um, people who are listening to music or taking phone calls with AirPods in, and some people don't even take them out all day because they can't feel them. And now these AirPods are tracking their brain so that they know exactly what they can read the brainwave signals to They're see like, what he's that person's jerking thinking. jerking off right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm just you know like they can see oh he's happy or he's thinking about this or I mean I'll think about something and I'm like I did not say. Uh, this was a couple years ago. I was thinking about Sun Potion, and I was like, "Oh, I might get um, Hishu Wu, uh, that Sun Potion brand makes Sun Potion, right?" The yeah, well, they yeah. don't sponsor us. So. They don't sponsor us, but they should. But um, but I was thinking about getting that, and I thought about it to myself. And this is actually when I was wearing AirPods, and I get an ad for Sun Potion. And it's probably from that. They probably been, scan. They probably
0: is a. They were, I'm sure of there's it. There's a vibrational frequency of sun potion on some level. I bet you. Ren, well, there's there
1: technology is. to hear, to to record sounds in inanimate objects. Yeah, Gina, you talk about it in your it's book. It's in my book,
0: <laughs> Numerology, beginner's guide to the spiritual meaning of numbers, written by Remington Dodd. <laughs> um, it's in prosperity practices, too. Your word lives on, the the power of the word. Um, yeah, these. but people are so dull to sensitive frequencies and yet the Aquarian age is going to bring in sensitive frequencies at a new level. But anybody who's been around alternative health for a few minutes should know about all of this, like a Rife machine, sensitive Imago that do, they use all these, um, these frequencies this is why i'll never do a dna test is because i know that there is equipment out there even from as early as the 80s and 90s where through the vibration of your dna that can be altered from afar right and so you can listen and if you're listening you're like that's crazy a conspiracy thought you're allowed to have that belief But um, I've never for now, (laughs) I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to give DNA. That's not even like being paranoid. It's because that it is like it's an it's an auric link and it's an energetic link of subtle energies. But unfortunately, dullard is the uh, the word of the day. People aren't attuned to how deep and how subtle these frequencies are. They're all, And science knows this. I mean, they've literally proved in, in its fascinating experiments at MIT how just the simple word lives on inanimate in objects.
1: That's why they're advertising for those pellets that make your clothes smell <laughs> more yeah, synthetic. Yeah, actually,
0: prob- that's actually a really good point, Gina. Thank you. Because it just dulls your sensitivity, right? Yeah, it's like, let's just smother your consciousness in cement, and I'll tell you, alcohol does it, drugs do that. You're, you're closing your consciousness off, even if you're creating an illusion of like, whoa, man, I had an epiphany. Right. Epiphanies are not spirituality. It's not not, right? Having, I taught a meditation today. I would just post it on Patreon for this. Today is, or tonight, it's recording this, is the full moon in Pisces. And it's a meditation for clarity and to know and to have greater insight. But look for these tools that help you get in touch and be aware of what is cutting off your psyche. But it is an attack of the subtle body back to the nine, which is also in my book. Yeah. Uh, numerology. <laughs> <laughs> a Beginner's, a beginner's guide. guide to the Spiritual Meaning of Numbers. By Remington Donna <laughs> um, And that is nine. Also, we are recording this in a Pisces moon. Pisces is very sensitive, but... I'm just saying, for the record, I'm not going to do a DNA test. I don't need to know how Jewish I am. Which Jewish Ashkenazi Judaism actually yeah, but,
1: shows up in uh, DNA tests, which is
0: Judaism is a religion.
1: Which would show up for does you? Does
0: Catholicism show up? You're I don't know. 80% I'm Catholic? not going to get into
1: this, but I'm just saying. I think it's interesting that that does show up in a DNA test, and it would show up in yours because your grandmother, Grandma Shirley is from Odessa, yeah, which was, was Russia at yeah. the time of <laughs> um, the time of her birth.
0: But I think it's a war on subtlety, which also means the good news is the subtle powers are becoming... Uh, the, it's like the veil is thinner, and our ability to access it now is easier. So don't let these little things throw you off. A little bit goes a long way now, and we really can create change and that's the fundamental precept of magical prosperity is you're changing your vibe and that vibe it just maneuvers in a subtle way and attracts better opportunities so even when a lot of conflict is in your life often it's something emanating from you yeah you know?
1: Well, I notice for me. And don't blame
0: yourself for every Like, just no, but work on your vibe.
1: No, but seriously, when my vibe is, is like totally off.
0: Well, you're and when a woman. I have, when I have a total and shit vibe. Amplified 16 times.
1: No, but my when you're a woman, and you have a child, you realize that when your vibe is off, your child is literally spiraling in that negative magnetism. Because I'll wake up and if I don't have my usual routine of like, not looking at any technology, slowly getting up my grand rising. You were
0: like, did you post on Facebook? I was <laughs> up for five minutes. I'm like, I
1: thought you'd been up for like a couple hours. But anyway, I what I notice is Isaiah is, he's, he's more um, irritable, just like me. If I'm like irritable, having to like create something really fast or put something up or like have to do something that I should have done the night before, but I didn't or whatever. Um, then that is a ripple effect for me. And I think that's what's so interesting about having children um, that I didn't even realize would be the case. That oh. I have to be so steady and I have to work on what's happening inward. I just feel like I have a responsibility to make sure that I am solid because it ripples out to our dynamic, to the dynamic with our child. Uh, my I- interpersonal dynamic with isaiah so those are things that what about your husband i just said (laughs) our yeah but um but yeah those are just things that that i'm hyper aware of and i'm like oh i have a responsibility now it's not just me
0: right for sure i mean i really see how that teaching is very apparent like women and it's funny because I I notice like a lot of people in yoga are like women are sixteen times more powerful and they're they're I in the agree. they're, they're <laughs> in the the girl boss algorithm and girls <laughs> yeah. can do it girls are strong <laughs> um, and it's that it everything is amplified sixteen times so with the right trajectory it really is more powerful women are powerful manifestors. But like you know, the, why do we have these sayings Like, "There's hell hath no fury like a woman scorned." Well, that's a pissed off woman who's amplifying everything at another level. Yeah. So, be who aware. probably just told
1: you that she's fine? Yeah, exactly. She's fine. That's your epitaph. I'm fine, fine. Yeah. it's fine. I'm fine.
0: I think that would be hilarious. It's fine. I think that would be hilarious on a gravestone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Full commitment <laughs>
0: um, I, I just that I, would actually be that's really funny a, it's a smart gravestone yeah it is it's fine um, so yeah <laughs> women are that powerful and it amplifies but this is where we've seen in the realm of planet earth a lot of uh, attacks prejudice a lot of problems it, it's everyone's like triggered it's because people aren't aware of the, the subtlety and uh, women for the, you know, as a man, I feel I'm quite sensitive, but so I'm not, but there's another layer, I believe, of ability. And so the more we live in a world that we are cut off from the subtle, realm realities at the same token there are people that get so subtle that like one little oh my god i had a grain of quinoa now my digestion and my aura now i gotta cleanse it i'm like shut the fuck up (laughs) right so that's like that subtlety i even say like the number nine which is the number of subtlety is like you could take it to this ridiculous uh, realm right Right? like you have to be subtle and aware of it and also be powerful and not affected so you need a big fucking aura but gina you're a powerful manifester yeah yeah but it's your energy guides so much
1: i i know and i'm and i'm more aware of it when i'm actually tuned in to just i guess what i want to actually get to is in what you talking about like this amplification and this magnitude that women have i think that that's why women should be more i think we should support and going back to mothers women need to be more supported in society
0: i agree and
1: we need to be i think there is a level of protect women and children with war protect these women and children what are we doing why 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 are we hanging flags because we're picking a side between two countries in a proxy war? What happened to like a flag that just says peace? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just think that they're they're the most women are very powerful, but they're also part of the most vulnerable in our society because women are watching over children.
0: Well, and we're not um, in the modern world, we're not encouraging men or people to like step up to the plate, right? I think you t- were telling me it's interesting though because you were reading that statistic, which who knows, all statistics are probably bullshit. But that men are happier now, mm-hmm. and we were kind of riffing on it, like yeah, in a way, there's a lot less responsibility, right? right? Like how many? I bet every single person listening either has a, an extended relative or someone they know from somewhere be- born between the the 1900s and the 60s, where the father had a bunch of kids and then just walked off. Off, just walked away yeah, from the family. Happened to my grandmother. Yeah, exactly. Walked and never to nine be found. Kids. Yeah, because he, he was, was two
1: towns over and started a whole new family, but never to you be found. Do... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know that's what when mean? you
0: could go two towns over and be like, "All right, now we don't know I'm, what happened to Jimmy. I'm in Milford or wherever." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was like that horrible show we watched.
1: Which one? We watched that. so many. What are you talking about? Oh, Working God, Moms? The, that one? No, that
0: one was really bad. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. You mean about, oh, the my British God, what is that show, one called? show, and there was like a serial killer lady who was killing men. And then they just men. crossed the bridge.
1: Carnival. Oh, God. I Yeah, but, but this that's
0: woman, called. she like moves. Why do we m- waste
1: our time?
0: <laughs> I, we were just out of shows. There's no good shows. This is why all the writers. Why do we read books? This is why all the writers <laughs> need to be, all the Hollywood writers Need to be fired because there's too much shit, and it comes down to a good show has to start with good writing. Period. Right. right. And I'm like, too many shows went off the rails. That was one of them. But I thought I was like, it's it's 2021 or whatever. We watched that show. You can't um, just move one town over and never be seen again. Yeah,
1: it's like there's so many films like Kramer versus Kramer that cannot that story exists in the 70s. Where a mother, mother runs away from her child from her uh, leaves, abandons her husband, Dustin Hoffman, and their little boy, and Meryl Streeps the mom. This is like her first Academy Award win for best supporting actress. And um he brings her to court. He can't find her. He's calling all of her relatives. No one knows where she is. She just literally left and dropped off the map. And you could do that, but now. There's no way you can figure that out.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a lot harder. Thanks, People can try with credit to, cards uh, and tr- transparency. Yeah, it's just easy to track. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah. So that show, a lot of bad shows. So yeah. You know what? I'm done with the writer strike. Like write good stuff.
1: <laughs> back, back write to good the stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. But
0: the more I thought about it after being like, you know, I think I side with the writers, and I'm like, wait, there's just too much. Remember Ozark? Talk about going off the oh damn rails. My God. Uh, um, Man in High Castle. I was like, whoa, this is actually going to be great. Wow. Interdimensional Nazi timeline invaders. Yeah. Those Japanese actors were on point, too. Yeah. And then that one actor who played like, the main Nazi guy, John Smith. What the hell? Is-
1: His name was John Smith. In okay. It, but that actor's great.
0: Yes. There were some really top notch actors, which they just have to honor the script. So um, I feel bad for these good actors that get involved in bad writing. So yeah, yeah. writers, you're out. It's abusive actually to the yeah,
1: craft. Yeah, even
0: Ozark—that's an abusive show because um, so Jason, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, I think, is a great actor. His delivery, He's a good his Rosies—I'm a fan. And I, based on talent, Jason
1: Bateman plays. Jason Bateman. <laughs> um,
0: but that show, the plots just went ridiculous. I was like, this is this is insane. Yeah. This show is insane. And people were literally like, it was COVID, you know? I don't know if COVID's everything, I should look back at that astrology. Was everything retrograde? Because people are like, oh, this is so good.
1: Tiger King. Oh, yeah, and... Tiger
0: King. Yeah. Well, they did a, a second season of Tiger King, which didn't take off because people were less quarantined. And then there was a whole little sub-Tiger King where I actually knew everybody in it because they were interviewing that um, Doc Anthel guy who was a part of extended to the ashram that I grew up on. But it pisses me off because, like, ashrams are kind of open, right? So it's like he doesn't represent anything to do with these teachings. But I know his kids and stuff. Like, I know these people um so it was they it also that came out late because people were already done like me poor me too movement that ended fast and johnny depp really ended it yeah or did amber heard end it i don't know and uh so i think yeah we're still that writer is still really holding on to systemic everything everybody's an antebellum slave owner yeah um you know look (gasps) this is just good times and um, yeah.
1: So I think David Mamet is who really opened our eyes to the obligatory scene. And then oh, you start yeah. to really break down where they're like, you know what? We want we want Jason Bateman to have a nomination this year. So we're going to give him this really long monologue. Yeah,
0: well, the bear that you're holding on to. yeah, And a lot of our listeners are like, please stick it out. But that fucking... How do you just change the tone, the direction, the camera angles, everything... And the dialogue in one episode, it just went Bleep.
1: I was getting Dog Day Afternoon vibes on the first episode of season two. But that... There's mo- something very 70s so, about the way that they shot that episode.
0: The obligatory scene is the long monologue of venting or whatever it is. Like, wh- this is the philosophical meaning. And it's to get an Emmy or an Oscar or Golden Globe or whatever. And that character, the main character, is in like an Al Anon meeting. <laughs> I right I hate seeing twelve step in, in entertainment as well. And um he just gave this long monologue. It's too long. Where it was like it was way too long and it was like, there I was, I was in the kitchen, I was separating herbs. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like he just he <sighs> never speaks like that, then all of a sudden he just had this meticulous flow. Yeah. That captured something. And I'm like, it's totally out of line for the character, even though I love the character. I do really like that actor. Um that said the I was picking apart herbs. I was like, who I are know. these people? they worked in just enough or saw enough restaurant stuff, and that is a thing, like picking apart the herbs. Um, but I was like, oh, please. This is one of those those tweezer chefs. I think chefs need to be <laughs> – I do need to shit on chefs more often. Yeah. They get too much credit for being like some sort of master genius. I'm like – I feel like the evolution of food should be at a whole other level based on the fact that every single human eats
1: you mean like beyond tweezers and evaporators and
0: yeah, or it went into the realm of like science fast food where they've like orchestrated things that to be so addictive right uh because you're dullard from your sensitive taste so everything that's just fat, salt, and in your face, like McDonald's or whatever, um and the junk food and the just the regular you know grocery store of of aisles of crap, of processed crap. Like the food is fake. My other peeve in high end food is a garnish that has no relevancy to the dish itself. Let's just throw a piece of chervil on here, on right. this fish. The, the chervil's not in the dish. Like it doesn't make sense. Right. And once you start getting into flowers and, and you're hand curating things with tweezers. I'm going to say my new plate, pet
1: peeve is uh, square and rectangular plates. I think we they gotta had come a up a with moment. something different. They, they had a moment, but I'm just saying 90s. I think I think it's over. I think it looks really dated.
0: Yeah, I think now you get to a point where you go to like a diner and they're like they're the owner's kid was like we should get some square plates and really <laughs> modernize. I have real visions.
1: Everyone's this. rolling their eyes. Um, the guy works here for a week and now he's got all these big ideas.
0: I've worked with a lot of chefs and some are are very good, like very talented, but it's a funny I think that it it is dying that like top chef really a lot of people I think it's your generation. A lot of people grew up, like, idolizing one to become chefs. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer.
1: Yeah, I mean, now people want to actually work at the real CIA. Oh, yeah. Not like... study at CIA, which stands for Culinary Institute of America. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good school, though. Yeah. If I were to go to chef school, that's where I'd want to go.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's weird that you have this new generation of, like, NBs that want to go to, that want to be a member of... Agents. yeah.
0: Well, I know that's a weird. That's weird. The FBI. I'm like, you should um you should brush up on a little history. Like the same FBI that was encouraging Martin Luther King to commit suicide because they had, you know, evidence of him having extramarital affairs.
1: Right. Let that the F- guy live.
0: That FBI. But that's real. That's yeah. document. That's real shit there. Yeah. And people are like The FBI, yeah. War, yeah. Big Pharma, yeah. Raytheon, yeah. Seed oils, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like the New York Times literally wrote an article about how healthy canola oil is. Well, I can't say. Health food stores now have been – everybody's totally psyoped. Like if you want to go and put your mask back on, just go into a health food store almost anywhere in America. Or a
1: local bookstore.
0: Yeah, bookstores, which – sell my books – uh, books all <laughs> b- local bookstores please sell "Prosperity Practices: Harnessing the Power of Positive Thinking to Get the Life You Want" and "Numerology: A Beginner's Guide to the Spiritual Meaning of Numbers." Should we end it? Sure. Well, this show is brought to you by oh, my yeah. Patreon. Yes, there's so much good content on there now. Also, by the time this episode's drop, we're doing. I'm doing a free community. Um, prosperity meditation on the what day Monday,
1: September fourth at one thirty PM Eastern. East
0: Co- Eastern time. Yeah. Because right at two oh four there's a there's a big prosperity aspect and I wanna I wanna go through the threshold of that prosperity with a a, a very aligned meditation for that astrology. Um And then just to hang out. And we, at the time of recording this, we started our 40 day prosperity challenge. Yes. But you can just start. You don't have to do the 40 days. So if you start late and you hear hear this and the first time you hear this, um, this is really fun. And the practice is.
1: Okay. So it's lose the loose ends. So we're tying up loose ends. So it's 40 days. You make a list of all the things that are weighing heavy on you at night before you go to bed and you're like, I really got to take care of that paperwork. Or guess, any time of the day. Or any time weigh, of the day. And it doesn't even have to be heavy. Yeah. um, And and you just start, start going down the list and crossing those things off. I've already done like three things and we did this practice last year and I have some things that we didn't take care of that I'm like, all right, it's going this time.
0: Yeah, that list. It's a list that like feels like it never gets... Like those cables that
1: hang from the wall that the previous owners were... They've mounted speakers oh, on. yeah.
0: So beyond, this is a <laughs> I quote. I want those gone. <laughs> this is a quote from my book, though. Beyond okay. its obvious practicality, taking the time to write down and look at everything that is taking up space in your head or keeping you up at night will liberate you. This is accountability gold. And uh, yeah, so it is. Those little things you don't realize until you start like getting this list done How much has been weighing on you, even it's like the littlest things. But what's amazing is like the littlest change. Like I finally fixed that silverware drawer last year. Oh yeah. And I'm like, whoa my God, I'm liberate. I'm a liberated soul. This (laughs) my incarnational purpose is done. I've (laughs) I've absolved all karma. Like that's how I felt. I felt that free. And then I just had a great day. Yeah. You know, I'm still happy about it. So, anyhow, yeah, just get the list. And just, you know, every day, you don't have to do 40 things, it's just that every day address something. And some of these may be really big. Maybe you have a company that you've been wanting to start, or you need to fundraise, or I put, you know, I put in the book, um, it could be as small as, like, what did I say, like, uh, fixing a screw in, like, the uh, drawer because of the silverware drawer because that was my yeah. experience. Or uh, organizing a class action lawsuit against oh, yeah. your government <laughs> for crimes against humanity. Oh, yeah. that, and they that chapter. And the editor took that out and changed it to lawsuit. And I wrote back and I said, you know, I, I did mean that as a joke. Yeah. And then they left it back in. Yeah, so it's yeah. in the book. But it's also a jab. Perhaps, you know, perhaps uh, some government should be sued for um, – Crimes Against Humanity.
1: Yeah. Do starting you have any big America.
0: things? Uh, for my list, I don't, I can't reveal. I got to make the, my first, okay, yes, I have two things. One, today, because we're starting, I'm making the list, and I always count that as one of the things to check off.
1: Yeah.
0: Number two, get my shit together. <laughs> so that's, that's nice. my big thing. Well, there you go. Get, get my life together.
1: I love it. Uh, I but check it. out
0: the Patreon. There is a lot of good content and we're doing that community deal and we got a lot of new things in the works and please give us a, just give us a five star review because this really helps the algorithm and um, we really want to build the pot up more because it's one of the things I think we love the most. Agreed. So please just help us with that. Yes. Even if you hate us. <laughs> Like there's no point in bad
1: reviews. Right.
0: Like let let somebody create what stuff that other people like to partake of. <laughs>